This episode of the Off Course Podcast is brought to you by Bagboy. For over 75 years, Bagboy has been at the forefront of solving the experience of getting the golf bag from one location to another. Whether you're looking for the smooth ride of a push cart, the durable travel covers, or a bag loaded with features, Bagboy will certainly have a quality option ready for you. For more information, visit www.bagboy.com. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. And welcome back, you golfing legends, to another episode of the original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week is Kim Johnson of Callaway Golf fame. Better, I suppose, probably more like granddaddy killer fame at this point. But either way, we're thrilled to have her on. Kim, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. For sure. Hey, you've been in golf for, I believe, over a decade now um, in some pretty different roles. I was definitely creeping the LinkedIn for a little bit. So I've got a good idea where you've come from and where you've been. Uh, Can you share with the audience your progression through the game and how you've landed at Callaway? Yeah, for sure. I started golfing when I was 10 years old. So started just hitting the driving range with my dad and I was obsessed. I was completely taken over by the game and I don't think it's ever stopped. So um, I played high school golf, college golf at UC Davis up in Sacramento. Tried the mini tours for a little while and noticed I was making $0. So I thought I needed a big girl job. (laughs) I went into a different golf club manufacturer for about six years where I started as an event planner and then made my way into retail marketing, which is what I do here at Callaway now. That's awesome. So there was a time when I believe you were either an assistant pro or something like that at a, at a golf course. What caused you to leave the course and go into more of the OEM experience? Yeah, I was uh, working at a local golf course here in San Diego and still trying to play. So I thought it was a great opportunity to not only get some experience, but somewhere to practice while I was trying to play. And I think the biggest thing for me was it was a tough schedule. Like it's you don't get weekends off. You don't get holidays off. Um, and I really wanted that nine to five and that stability. So I just went for it. I mean, there was a little stint in there. I don't know if you saw it. I was, uh, assistant coaching at San Diego state. So I, I did, did that. see that. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, apparently shaping the youths is not for me as well, but the <laughs> corporate life has <laughs> turned out to be, uh, just everything I've dreamed of and more, to be honest. Now we've heard a lot of things about the zoo crew over there. Are you sure you're not still shaping the youth a little bit? I mean, only the ones that come into work here, you know, just molding the next generation of lovely Callaway employees. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So you've been with Callaway for a couple of years now. And how have you enjoyed the progression? I mean, Callaway's clear, clearly had a, an awesome wave of success over the last many years. Uh, I, I like to think of the first couple of really significant years and you get Chrome Soft come in and you you start to challenge the big boys and the ball to change the ball, you know, this, this clearly chip on the shoulder style of things. But now, now you're in this sort of, we are one of the big guys and we will be one of the big guys mentality. It's no more chasing. It's now like, Hey, come get us type of thing. How, how have you liked that side of Callaway golf's perspective? Well, I mean, I don't know, Dan, if you can tell, but I'm a little competitive. So, <laughs> I mean, I love just why I want to win and I want to win so bad, whether it's beating another OEM as, you know, different sh- stakeholders or, you know, just getting that market share that we're, we're after. 
I want to win at everything. And it's been really nice to be able to take my previous experiences at either different companies or, you know, whether I was coaching or doing something else to bring that experience in and try something new. And that's really cool about Callaway's. They're always open to us trying something new to get ahead. Um, but, you know, having great products to be able to do that with is uh, it's game changing right there. So. Absolutely. So you have, uh, you've been a part of, is it the last two granddaddies at this point? Two granddaddies. Two now. of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, you've made a bit of a name for yourself. And I say that with uh, italics in the name, there was a preview show that went on in your first Callaway or sorry, your first granddaddy year. And the granddaddy is a, for those who aren't on the THP forum, it's an event that's held by Callaway and THP. Everyone gets the, the tour level experience, the, introduction to the brand the full-on fitting golf at a place you wouldn't typically get to play with comfort stations and all ridiculousness the only problem is you have to play against uh champions like kim here head to head basically so we had a preview show and and you were getting gaslit a little bit by some dude out there who's uh, got a name some of us remember it's dax and uh and you you took it a little bit to heart did you I did. Well, okay. So first of all, there's no like booklet to a granddaddy, right? There's no like, <laughs> Hey, this is what you're in for. So yeah. I heard we were at the the launch party, just the first night party. And I think it was Chris much. So was it much more is his yeah. handle? Uh, yeah. He was telling me, he was like, you know, they're live. They're giving predictions of what they think is going to happen. I was like, who is, where, where, where is this going down? So Vegas, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I took his phone and I was listening in. And when they said, oh, this Kim girl, we don't know much about her. We think she's going to go 0 and 3. I was like, oh, absolutely not. No, that is not going down today. So um, I think I maybe trolled him a little bit from Chris's account until I decided to start my own uh, based off the fact that I'm going to play so well at the end of this, you're going to be calling me daddy. So that is where Call Me Daddy came from. Uh, one of the and best handles online ever, basically. Uh, and it is really funny because not only does Callaway get a taste of that and gets pretty bitter about the things we say, uh, we have other events where we do these preview shows for it. It's just, it's just meant to be lighthearted banter. People get together and celebrate the fact that THPers are out there doing things that they normally wouldn't get to do. And we just want to be a little bit of a part of it. Uh, so we're we're making up all these silly predictions and you know going off handicaps. Uh, some dudes who may or may not have handicaps that run all the way back to 2016. Not pointing at anyone at all, but <laughs> <laughs> so you know the idea there is, hey, we don't know anything about you. We've never seen you play golf, but we are going to predict something here, and and so we definitely have way too much fun with that. But uh, you know that that became such a funny component to that granddaddy and everyone is so much fun tmthp came out and we're just so connected with the community having waited for a year and a half some of them even more and uh, and what was your take on that overall like you've, you've seen two of them now were you blown away after year one and did it, did your perspective change at all after year two absolutely i think i was completely blown away by everyone's dedication to the event first of all but second of all just the way that the thp team cares about each other not like the callaway people don't but it's really cool just being there at either those opening dinners or those events where y'all rally around each other whether you guys are going through a tough time or something and just being able to do something nice for your teammates and the way you guys uplift each other it's awesome and 
no, going into year two, it was kind of like, you know, the pressure was off because I know what to expect. Yeah. Obviously, I did not do that great in my matches, but um, I think I did had a little too much fun at the nest. But to me, that's winning. So that should be a match in itself. Um, but it was it was so super cool to see, you know, the next crew come in and and just see, you know, them have a great time. And us, too, from Callaway, you know, we're kind of stressing about our new product launches at that point. So it's nice to just get away and just interact with you guys and each other and make a whole couple days of it. Yeah, I think one of my takeaways, and, and I've been, I think, seven years removed from the experience now, but the takeaway I always had was it seemed like Callaway got as much out of it as we did as participants. Uh, totally. And that's why every year, one of my favorite things to do is, uh, not that they need to be listening, but work a little bit less that week and spend most of my time just either trolling or uh, celebrating in the live thread that goes on on the THP forum. We've taken that as a as a community to pretty ridiculous numbers at this point. Just just being a part of the week long event, I guess it only it lasts three or four days. But uh, yeah, it's just such it's such a piece of the THP year at this point, and it, it's great that 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 you're a part of that now, even though you are one hundred percent the enemy, and and you need to know that. <laughs> you know, I'll be I'll be enemy number one. That's fine. I'll take yeah. that. Now, there are at least two guys who will you have to fight and i know you know who i'm talking about to take that moniker the number one enemy <laughs> oh i'm out you don't even need to i already know <laughs> <laughs> well I'm, I'm glad you're a part of it and i'm glad you're enjoying it getting to see this side of thp that we've all come to love as community members and um I want to expand this conversation a little bit because this is a, a bit of a first for us on the podcast is we get to feature uh, a, a relatively new or brand new release from Callaway Women's, which is really exciting and, and actually perfect timing for me because my wife, whom claims will be playing 25 rounds with me this year, uh, has been complaining, or I shouldn't use that word, I hate that word. She's been concerned with the quality of her grips, uh, which are significantly older than they need to be. Uh, I would never play them myself. So <laughs> we're, we're long story short, I'm really looking forward to you diving into Revo a little bit um, so we can better understand it. I know folks are out there in the same position I'm in looking forward to uh, filling up some golf bags at home as well. So tell us about Reva. Yeah. So Reva itself is definitely a sub brand of Callaway products. So that's why you'll see underneath that umbrella Reva. I'm sorry, did I lose you? Yeah, just briefly. We're good. Okay, good. Um, Reva Complete Sets. So that's just your all-in-all easy package set. It's very premium, but you're able to just buy everything that you need to get started and then, you know, hit the road and start playing. So, and then uh, kind of a step up from that is what we're excited to share with you is the Big Bertha Reva. And that is definitely your more aspirational product for women. That gal that's ready to graduate, you know, she's ready for some more technology, maybe playing more, getting out on the course more. Uh, so just to kind of dive in a little bit on the Big Bertha Reva that's coming out this year, we did have a version that came out a couple years ago. Uh, it was crazy during COVID, and I think it sold out before it even hit shelves just because folks were dying to get their hands on any sort of club. Uh, but now that we've had some time to kind of marinate on you know, some positives that we loved about that club and just actually hit the drawing board and make sure this one's bigger and better than ever, we've come back with Big Bertha Reva 2023. 
And um, it's, it's truly a game changer for gals that want to fight the slice. So I hate putting like handicap ranges on a club of what that, you know, of what's best for that person. I think you absolutely need to get fit no matter what skill level you are after you've hit a certain point of, you know, being comfortable with the game, right? You just need something to get started. And then once you've hit that point, go through a fitting and find out what's best for you. Um, and this rev up piece is definitely for that gal that needs a little bit more forgiveness, some lighter shafts and grips. Um, and then we call it the slice killer because it can definitely help with the amount of tungsten that we have placed in there and just helps gals turn over the ball more than anything. So, so that's uh, a load of tungsten, I'm assuming on the heel side of the club. Mm -hmm. Uh, there, yeah, it's actually strategically placed for a gal swing. So we are proud to say that it's designed for women. So meaning we do have a big berth of 23 for men, but they have different head weights. Tungsten is placed in different places. It's all strategy around what's best for a woman. Yeah, I'd love to expand on this because you've been in golf, playing golf for many years now, and I'm, I certainly won't expect you to put a number on that, but you know enough to assume that the the experience based on some of these new releases for women are, are very much more in line with what suits a, uh, a lady's golf swing uh, versus having to accommodate based on other components that might not be perfect for. Um, ha have you experienced that during your career where you've had to make some concessions or seen women have to do that? And, and is that why you're so excited about Reva? Yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, starting out, it was, it was, you know, there wasn't things really designed for women. There wasn't that accommodation. And I mean, I'm talking about how old am I? Like 20 ish years ago, you know? So, um, it's, it's changed a lot and it's really cool to see something that's developed and grown because maybe it's not even just for your, you know, your average gal, maybe it's an up and coming junior golfer that can benefit from this kind of forgiveness. Um, and you know, we've seen fitting, just completely transform the game. The last, I mean, I feel like everything from different launch monitors to all the different technologies to all the, you know, education we get out of a fitting, it's totally progressed even over the last few years. So it's just seeing how far we've come and being able to create products and especially having this option for women and seeing if it's the best piece for them. That's, I think, the most exciting part. And, you know, a lot of the you know, colorways that you see or some of the feedback on the marketing that's developed in-house by our Callaway Women's Task Force as well. So it's a gal effort. <laughs> I love that. So you you mentioned graduating from the more basic set to something that, that supports a little bit more technology forward concepts. Mm -hmm. um, is there a point, you know, I, I was spending a bit of time on the website prior to this this discussion and I saw that there were multiple driver heads as an example for women designed for women or at least provided as an available product for women mm -hmm. and, and some that looked fairly familiar to what I would put in my bag. So this whole graduational process, it, is it something that is fairly easy to understand just based on a, a simple fitting? Um and, and if you can go a little bit deeper in that to say what you would play and, and where you would graduate towards or sorry, gravitate towards. Yeah, for sure. I, it's so hard because it's almost like, where are you in your golf journey? 
right? Where is this? And it's so individualized when you think about it, but you need something to get started, right? And a lot of people maybe start with a loaner set or, or like I said, maybe just a, a strata package set just to get going. And then they realize, you know what? I really love this game. I want to invest some time. I want to get better. I want to enjoy getting better. So maybe then they go into more of like a Reva complete set, right? A little bit more technology, um, just but everything you need all in one to kind of get started. And then you hit that point where maybe you see your scores go down again, playing maybe more than once a month. Maybe you're playing every weekend now and you're ready for more distance and more technology in that bag to take you further in the game. Um, so it's, I feel like it's really hard to quantify when that moment is. Mm -hmm. It really is almost like an aha moment for every individual. But the nice thing is that when that happens or if that happens, we have a product for that person. So, um, I think it's been, it's, it's, I talk about this one differently just because this one isn't definitely for me. It's not what I play. I play men's specs, but I think it's a great opportunity to have something like this available for women who need it, you know, and it's almost like a little missing gap in our fitting cart that here's another option just for women that could be the perfect fit for them. Yeah. And, and I think that's a bit of the misnomer that sits out there is, you know, there's senior sets that, I remember playing with my mom 25 years ago and she was using mm -hmm. a senior set because the, the flexibility of the products, and the forgiveness, uh, sorry, flexibility of the shafts and the forgiveness of the heads were more suited to what she was looking for. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, wouldn't it be nice if you just had something that worked more for your game? It seems like the idea is let's just fill in that gap there. We have junior sets. We have senior sets. We have men's sets. Why in the world don't we have really strong, viable women's sets? Um, but the idea of playing through it, and that's why I asked you to clarify what you're playing and, and you're welcome to go into that yeah. because there is a certain point where we all, and, and men do this with men's sets, but in different levels, you have your ultra forgiving head. You've got great big Bertha. You've got, uh, uh, now paradigm, which by the way, is an absolute monster Kim, mm -hmm. best sounding driver I've ever heard in my life. You want to talk about yeah. that? We can. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, you know, we, we, we have the ability to do that in our game, but now, now you have this progression that, that sort of suits that as well. Uh, but you also have the option to stay a little bit lighter, which I think a lot of the more forgiving heads are allowing for nowadays. As we get into those 40 and 50 and 60 gram, I suppose 40 and 50 for the driver yep. gram shafts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 45 for hybrids. Um, I think, yep. And then touching on 40 for the driver. Okay. So, so what's in your bag? I got to know. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing a paradigm standard head. Uh, do you need to know where my adjustable weighting is? Cause you better believe I do. Are you kidding me? <laughs> all the way in the draw setting. Um, but I love that, that piece of it. The adjustability piece is huge. Just it helps me be a little bit more flexible with my game as I don't practice as much as I used to. Um, but I'm playing that, um, how deep you want to go? You want to know shafts? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Tensei blue. Um, I believe just standard regular shaft. It's, it's a really big thing for me, Dan. I just graduated down from stiff to regular. I'm still okay. doing internally. You got to do what's best for your own game, but it was kind of like a hit to my ego a little bit. So, um, but I'm making it work. <laughs> That's uh, all right. Like keep uh, going. Uh, fairway woods. I, I yeah. it sounds like you're a pretty big, pretty big proponent on fair or uh, hybrids. Are you, are you a hybrid in the bag type of person? I am. I have the Paradigm 3 Wood, same thing, Tensei Blue. Um, and then I have my Apex 2019. Very 
vintage at this point. <laughs> yeah. Is that legal? I, I think. So. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, not not in golf, but in the office. I know, I know. <laughs> it's one of the things where I really like the shape, and it's done wonders for my game, and I like it, and it's a good gap for my iron set, to be honest. So that's why okay. I have. So it's on my list to update. I know it, it, it's it's one of those things. I will get yeah. to. It. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how hard it is sometimes for me to change. So for me to go to Paradigm Three Wood and Paradigm Driver, that was a big change, and that was like a big commitment, and it was an easy decision. So that's just how a testament to the product itself. Is there truth to the rumor that Paradigm Three or Fairy Woods are as impressive, if not more impressive, than the driver is this year? Honestly, yes. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Totally. And it's wild to think about sometimes pros have the problem of getting too much distance out of their three wood and it's affecting their gapping. Right. And it's too close to their driver. And it's wild to think about. But that is, I think, a testament to how great the fairway wood is and just how much more yardage we're seeing out of this club. Uh, so I have I've had a, uh, a year long standing um I guess hashtag at this point, it's fairway free in 2023. What do you think about that? <laughs> fairway free in 2023. I like, I mean, wait, where's this going? Like, do you not like, like they terrify me? Yeah. The, so, so my, my swing breaks down a little bit as we get to the top of the bag, we're working okay. on it. I promise we're working on it. But, okay. um, so I, I've had both iterations of the super hybrid in the bag and the current one is 16 degrees set down to 15 and it's so big that like <laughs> where do you fit a three wood in when you're roping that thing yeah that's fair if you're gonna say super hybrid is the one that like kind of completes that and honestly maybe it's just more of an aesthetic thing maybe you like looking at a hybrid shape more than a fairway wood so for that reason i'll, I'll give you a pass i think it's um, generous to to ignore my swing flaws and just say i have a preference <laughs> i love that always put a positive spin on it you know yeah out here <laughs> prefer the super hybrid you know go for it apex oh, that's UW. great tried that one um, so yeah the the uw is what everyone says i need to be hitting and it's funny because i feel like you pick a lane in callaway right now you're either super passionate about the super hybrid or you're like a uw until i die kind of person <laughs> almost like two gangs you know just yeah. look at each other like it it definitely is there's and the people that play those products diehards absolute diehards and they're sticking with it you know for the long term right well tell me about uh irons then irons i have the apex black um so you know those are all standard apex with the black elevate shaft 95 grams again regs just living that life um and then just going into the wedges i have the jaws raw wedges that we have i have a 50 56 bent to 55 and a 60 um, 60s full toe and then uh, I have my lovely trusty putter my Toulon Las Vegas okay mm -hmm. uh, yeah so I've got a little thing going on with Luke about mallets and how problematic they are but we won't get into that I think the Vegas is a sweet shape I think it's very cool it's which which neck are you using the h7 or is it the bend I bend neck uh, yeah 25 gram weight in there and swapped it for a 40 gram tungsten because I just want a brick on a stick. That's all I want. A brick on a stick. <laughs> so how does it make you feel to know at 95 grams in your iron shafts, you're you're actually playing probably heavier than and than the trend is in golf right now. A lot of people are saying go lighter, go lighter, go lighter in iron shafts. And you're you're sticking to your guns. Regular flex, which you you said you're dealing with emotionally and personally, but <laughs> 
<laughs> the idea of not going lighter that's that's pretty interesting is that for control um yeah honestly i just it it literally performed the best for me in the bay um i went from my 105 nippons down to 95 and that was kind of the big change for me okay um, but they feel great, honestly. And I love the look. And it's really cool that we have the Elevate 95 shaft in an all black color. So it's truly blacked out. And I just love looking at a black head. I had the 19 smokes and it took me forever to switch. Just because I don't like looking down at Chrome anymore. I really don't. Yeah. It's enough of a personal preference where I'll, I will fight it. <laughs> it. It is interesting, right? We get so accustomed to what we uh, we like to look at. Like uh, Apex for quite a while have, have had that uh, brushed finish. Mm -hmm. And I feel like going back to that ultra chromey look would be a pretty challenging thing. But you you add in the, the black finish heads and it's like, man, these are not not just cool looking, but that on, in the bag, but also when you put it down a dress, you're like, that shit looks mean. It looks so good and it's so clean looking. I think the biggest thing I was nervous about was going from 2019 smoke. Smoke was a really cool finish because it was this kind of gray metallic that yeah. was, you know, never really going to fade or if it faded, it looked really natural. And I've always stayed away from black because, you know, fades so quickly. Right. But that PVD finish on the 2021 irons that I have holding up perfectly and it's shocking, which I'm very stoked about. That's awesome. What about, uh, are you team spicy feral or team stock feral? Ooh, stock feral. Really? Yeah. So someone brings, what's your favorite color, Kim? Black. Okay. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. No. Uh, and it's starting to make sense now. Black. What color are the, uh, iron shafts? Are they standard? They're black as well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. My outfits are black. It's My just... goodness. Thanks. That's so funny. Um, what about golf ball? You playing Chrome Soft? My favorite's Chrome Soft, 100%. Chrome Soft XLS for me. Yeah? Yes. Well, did Austin uh, pay you to say that or what? No, I love that ball. And to be honest, um, I here's a story that might just get me fired, but let's go for it. Um, Rose Zhang plays this special ball of like that's super low spin, um, high launch. And I guess she had just taken a break from it. So I definitely stole whatever inventory they made for her. Started playing that one for a little bit. Okay. Uh, and then once I ran out of those, I went back to my Chrome Soft XLS and they performed just as well. So, uh, you know, just, just stealing inventory, just making it my own. <laughs> so if I said that uh, Callaway's X-Forge CB irons are the greatest thing they've ever done, would that would you roll your eyes at me or just say, hey, stay in your lane, buddy? I mean, I get, no, I, I would say I get it, right? Like yeah. every Every manufacturer has that one iron where they're like, that was the one. That was the one for me. That was the best of all time. You know, I'm going to give you a an acknowledgement that, yes, that's <laughs> great for you. But have you seen those raw TCBs on tour? I have not seen them. Uh, the TCBs, oh. I think the biggest change between the two is they're a little bit more rounded off and have less offset, right? Yeah, that's I think. Primarily. As in play, right? Is the raw TCBs? Maybe? I'm not sure. But everyone, I felt like I was going on a totally different path. Like everyone who saw TCB and then saw x CB, they're like, ooh, TCB. And I'm over here like, ooh, X-Forge CB. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just so different. But uh, yeah, I, I had them in play for a long time. And, and I thought they were so rewarding. But they also, I didn't, it's one of those irons where it just kind of clicks. You know, I had the... Uh, the project X IO shafts in there. So they got a nice little bit of launch on them. And I just felt like they worked. I don't know what it was about them there. And I've re I don't think I ever even hit the TCBs. 
Yeah, I mean they're they're tough to get first of all, right? And yeah, they're made for a golfer. I I don't know about you, and I'm not accusing you of anything, Dan. I'm not doing that, but I'm just saying there's a lot of people that think that they're a little bit better than they are and try to take on a blade when it's like, why? Like, what's the point of that? Why would you yeah. put your at work and give yourself a dime size sweet spot? So, I mean, like, that's the reason from, like, an availability standpoint. That's why they're just not everywhere in every golf shop, right? And they're tough to get. But I just think that, like, that's a huge thing that it's shocking. Like, I still play golf even on weekends. And I'm like, why are you playing this blade? Who are, like, you shoot nowhere near well enough to hit this blade. And, like, we need to have a conversation. Like, it's, it's. It's bad. <laughs> it's fine. I don't feel targeted at all, frankly. Good. No. <laughs> you know, it actually happened. I was on a, um, we were doing a video with, I think it was, it was either Dnevs or Finley. And I was hitting Apex uh, Pros and the uh, X4 Chibi side by side. And l- listen, Apex Pros are phenomenal products, but I was more accurate and more consistent for whatever reason with X4 Chibis. And we just didn't fight it. We we're like, okay, that's the one. Just stop stop (laughs) so and but like that's kind of when that comes into play of like you respond better to a smaller sweet spot right and like you know where to hit it based on like your eye whether it was a swing preference whatever like yeah but you have the ability to see why it's performing better and not ask questions yeah we'll say some days right (laughs) (laughs) so i i want to circle back on uh the ladies products because or women's products because I'm currently pursuing new irons, probably new fairway woods for the wife. And mm-hmm. she is perfectly capable, but not caring enough to go out there and shoot some pretty low scores. Like her low at our course is in the thirties. Uh, she stressed me out a lot that night. Cause I thought I was going to lose to her for the first time, but that, that obviously didn't have an emotional impact on me at all since I'm clearly not talking about it right now. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, she, she puts a nice move on the golf ball and um, her favorite club is probably her five wood. She doesn't have a three wood. Okay. And I've been trying to talk her up on uh, getting one of those combo set of irons because she, mm-hmm. she currently just has the basic irons that you'd see for women, uh, I don't know, a decade ago, right? Mm-hmm. So they're very forgiving, lots of offset, but they, they didn't really have hybrids in play back then. So what would you suggest at least for someone like her, who, who is there a huge benefit to getting that five or six hybrid in the bag? Uh, or does she just go with, she, with what she knows? For sure. So does she have any hybrids in the bag at all currently? Not at no. all. No. Honestly, it's worth trying. Cause I think honestly, it's more of an aesthetic preference too. And just some people hit irons better than they hit hybrids and vice versa. Right? Like that's you're you literally just talked about how you were fairway free, you know, and no judgment. So maybe she's hybrid free, but um, and that's just something that she needs to try, but that's kind of the beauty of this set is we go up to a nine hybrid. Let's say she falls in love in that moment, go all hybrids. Why not? Right. What if it okay. worked for it? Um, but if not, then great. There's a whole set of irons that she can accommodate as well. Um, and then there's a whole set of fairways to go along with that. And, you know, we can work with the whole bag to see what gapping works best for her. Um, and with, you know, consistent shafts with those RCH shafts are very, very good shafts and they're very successful for us. And we're proud to have those come back in this line as well. Cool. Um, is there a little bit of like for men and, and I only say this because I talk to thousands of guys on THP monthly about how we overanalyze every aspect of our game. I mean, you go on there today 
and you've got at least 17 therapy sessions going on in different equipment threads, you know, but it is from, from a men's perspective of, um, uh, paralysis by over analysis. Do you think there's a, a large majority or a certain percentage of women who underanalyze what they should be looking at when it comes to products they're willing, they should put in play? Totally. And I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. it's how many women are like, I'm not good enough to get fit. And I'm like, I literally just shot, saw you shoot 90, which to be honest, if you're not playing all the time and that's what you shoot, that's great. Good. Like good for you weekend warrior gal. But yeah, that means that you're, you're doing pretty good here. You're breaking a hundred, you're consistent. Yeah. You're absolutely ready to get fit. So I think more than anything, you know, once you've got a handle on the game, anyone should get fit. Once okay. you got to focus on those fundamentals of, you know, posture, grip alignment. And once you've kind of got something down to work with, that's when you're ready. And there's so many women that I think, I don't know like what their hesitation is, but it's like, Oh, I can't do that. Oh no, I, I don't need that. Whatever that is. But that's the beauty of, you know, having these products is there's something there. Maybe there's a super lightweight shaft that'll help you get this ball up in the air or stronger lofts that will help you launch it up in the air. Like there's so many different things that the technology can do in the clubs to help you that you don't have to keep over adjusting for, or, you know, changing your swing to, to create some magic there. Yeah. That, that, that's a great point with the shafts. I, I was also thinking of it from a perspective of it. The hybrid is a good example, but additional wedges is another example mm -hmm. where, and I'm, I'm purely basing this based on my experiences, which are basically the, the, the ladies in my life and those who play at my local club. But you know, there's, whereas men would be like, Oh, I don't know if I should play a 60 or a 62 or 58. Whereas my wife personally is like, what do I need a wedge for? I've got this one that says S on it right here. It's like, okay, you are selling yourself short, especially around the greens. Uh, you know, that, that, the, the example of the hybrid, like, ah, I don't think I really need it. I love my five wood and the idea is to just get it down there. I'm like, but what if it could be more, <laughs> you know? Totally. Maybe she's missing out on a heaven wood. You don't even know. Oh. That could be the sweet spot right there. So yeah. I mean, totally. And it's, that comes down to maybe shot making and maybe when you're comfortable to be a shot maker. And that's, I don't know how that comes along. If that's like you challenging her, or her challenging herself, or just realizing, you know, there's more creativity to be had on the golf course with more equipment. Um, Cause obviously you don't want to put something in that some, that someone in something that they're not comfortable hitting. Um, and that that'll just come, I think with, with more time and practice. So hopefully that's, that's next for her is, is yeah, that'd be awesome. We have a seven-year-old who is is very much into the game, so his uh, our potential to get out there this summer is pretty good. And I think mm -hmm. I think what I'm going to do is every ten rounds she plays with me, I'm just going to buy her a random club. Be like, hey, nice threshold. You actually managed to get to ten rounds this year. You're killing it. <laughs> Here's a golf club. <laughs> I don't know. So um, but I I love this added perspective, and I I don't feel like it's done enough for the ladies. Um, but I also think it's like a generational thing too. I, I look at a lot of, uh, the older crowd bags at the golf course I play at, uh, which is a private club. And you'd be amazed at how many of them are unwilling to make a change away from their, you know, uh, DCI nine nineties, which, Hey, don't get me wrong. 25 years ago, were an excellent product, but you know, you spend a hundred bucks on food and beer every weekend, but you're not willing to throw a couple hundred bucks at a new set of irons that feel phenomenal. Like th th there's gotta be a point at which we all change our perspective on 
what works for our game. But not only that, like the idea that we don't need to be shooting par to get clubs in our bag that suits our game or at least suits our swing. That's the big thing for me. Totally. Yeah. I, I, it's always a challenge to kind of fight that. Right. And to get that person to, to realize that. And I don't know, I think sometimes people have realized that when maybe they've demoed new products on the driving range, maybe that demo tech from Callaway happens to be there that day. They pick up a club just to try it and they're like, wow, like technology's really changed or they try their buddy's club or whatever that kind of aha moment is. But we try to, you know, encourage some of that trade-in behavior. If you have clubs laying around that you don't need anymore, why not get a nice 50% trade-in bonus and put it towards a new set that's going to make you play better golf and be happier and help you get rid of the old stuff that's in your garage. So there's different ways that we try to do it. But yeah, it's always it's always a, a task at hand trying to get people to realize that there's more out there than their, their rusty 20-year-old golf clubs that have definitely fallen behind in the technology department. Listen, they're in my basement, and please stop talking through my soul, okay? This is getting ridiculous, Kim. <laughs> I, you know, I just hope your wife beats you, because that's going to be a fun story. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to celebrate it so much more, because it means she has to start playing in all those, like, men and women things in my golf course, because if she can beat me, she can beat, like, most of them. <laughs> so, like, we're basically just going to take over at that point, and she'll have no argument not to, you know? So. Uh I'm sitting in your position though, where my boyfriend's never beaten me and he's come close one time. We got to hole 14 and we were tied and I went birdie, birdie, hole in one par. <laughs> Not today. Not, and he's like, you kidding me? Hole in one? Hole in one. So you got him. Uh, do, do you do the, like, uh, if I get a hole in one, everyone drinks? Is that, is that a you play or no? I did. I did do that. Um, I think okay. one guy coca-cola in the group and i was like great cheap beer you know cheap buy right there um and then i think we got around afterwards but it was kind of a weird like no one was really around other than our own group and so i was like all right i'll just buy around and it was easy i'll, I'll tell you what if she gets a hole in one i hope she does beat me because i'm getting hammered that day oh. Oh. <laughs> although that i will say it will make me so mad because i still don't have one after uh, you know, 30 years of taking this game way too seriously. So if she gets one before me, it's going to be like, I expect it, but I'm not happy about it. You know, uh, that's yeah. so funny. Um, yeah, that uh, I really appreciate the perspective on that. And and I, I feel like I spend more time pushing her than uh, she really cares. But I, I think at the same time, every time we put a new product in her bag, she's been really excited about it. So good. Uh, the idea should be more about just experiments. And I love that idea. I do have uh, one or two more questions just about the women's side. Do, is, is there a difference between a lady's golf bag and a men's golf bag at this point? Golf bags? Mm, Especially I, on the stand side. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know more, more so colorways are designated men's and women's. I don't believe that there's a different weighting or anything associated to that. I know okay. my tutor can probably answer that one better as he develops some of the coolest golf bags out there um but yeah i believe that they're just the same just a designated colorway difference okay i already knew the answer to that i just wanted you to say it so when she actually does listen to this episode she'll like take advantage and use one of the bags that i have here so <laughs> thank you for that uh the other thing <laughs> i was going to ask you about is what is the um how, how are you liking ladies fashion and golf right now? Or are you enjoying the trends that, that we're seeing change or since you've been in for quite a few years now, yeah. what's that been like for you? Oh my gosh. I found pictures of me as a 12 year old golfer girl wearing um, high waisted pleated shorts 
Wait, high-waisted pleated Bermuda shorts because that was all I could get. Um, it was totally a archaic, baggy, no one paid attention to it industry back, you know, when I first started. So to see it fast forward now, it is so different. And it's really cool that it's getting a lot of attention now. And, you know, women are finding something that's a little bit more comfortable. Like that's, that wasn't comfortable. Do you want to wear pleated shorts? I don't. It was just, it was awful. It was like when you sit down waiting for your next tea box, like trying to catch your breath. Um, but you've seen so many uh, leaps and bounds with more like that athleisure look and feel. Um, and some of the larger companies, something like Adidas coming out with, you know, more of the joggers. That one's a little controversial to me when we get into like the men's joggers and those conversations. <laughs> but um, it's cool to see those like, you know, maybe more ankle pants and just so many more options that are way more comfortable. Um, I would argue maybe at times there's been some questionable female fashion where I'm like, should you be wearing that on the course? But I'd rather With go terms to high and tight. <laughs> yeah. 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 I got you. Okay. Yeah. I was a big per proponent of like tennis dresses and they like fit well. And then I was like, wow, these got real small all of a sudden. So it was like, <laughs> um, like I said, I'd rather see it go too far and come back a little bit than at least not far enough. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, same discussion on that. I, I feel like, I feel like you can find an awful lot of things that come close for ladies, uh, in terms of wearing to the golf course, but the criticism I've always heard in my ear from my household is that it just kind of sort of almost doesn't really fit, you know? <laughs> so I think the idea of understanding that, that ladies, um, have a wide variety of fit and preference is mm -hmm. going to hopefully continue to evolve because I, I feel like, accessorizing and uh, parallel uh it creates an identity for yourself uh certainly guilty of that in my bag in my closet so you know hopefully that continues to ex expand for both sides you know totally and like when you think about accessorizing maybe it's maybe head covers your passion maybe yeah it's, maybe it's how like you know your ball marker and the way you mark your ball and all that kind of is cohesive together um right. it is Travis Matthew have women's stuff nowadays too. Like that gives me another option to get something that's cool and comfortable out there. Um, and I'm excited to see that one. I know it's so early and it's just an early development. So I'm excited to see that one evolve as well. Nice. So when it comes to golf in total, are you, are you just a, a total nerd for the game, for the tour, for the, what, what, what about golf just does it for you? I love it. I, so I was on a women's panel recently with um, an account and it was more of just like a Q and a about women in golf and someone raised their hand and they're like, okay, when you experience burnout, which I absolutely have, I've actually hit that point where didn't touch a club for like eight months, you know, and it was, it was a much needed break, but it was like, well, what brought you back? And I feel like the thing that brought me back is the thing that always keeps me coming back. And it's the dumbest thing. It's the weirdest thing. It's the smell of fresh cut grass. And really? I think the association that I have with that, I associate that with the junior tournaments that I played. And then I think about all those good friends that I made over the years. Then I think about all the tournaments that I played and like how hard I fought just to have a spot in certain places. And then I think about the times with my dad on a Sunday morning. So it's totally a um, experience just thinking about, you know, my time on the golf course and how much of my life has been spent out there. So, okay. Uh, fresh so I'm assuming that means you prefer time of day to play is uh, sweeping the dew. I do. I know it's, it's tough. Cause I do love a good dusk too. I do yeah. love ground. Like, especially um, I play in a league on Monday nights out here after work, 
And like, that's something I, I totally look forward to. And, um, but my, I think on, on weekends, I'm love to be that 6 30 AM warrior back in bed by like nine 30, 10. <laughs> <laughs> the critical part is back in bed. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> or one of those two. I'll go either. No. That's so funny. Is there a historical figure of the game that you believe is beyond everyone else? And I don't mean purely on skill, but just uh, the game itself. I think it's really cool. I looking up to Annika Sorenstam my whole career um, and then being able to come to Callaway where she's always been a, a friendly staffer here. Um, it's It was pretty surreal being able to work with her on a couple of photo shoots. And she's been so gracious and uh, with my responsibilities handling something like a women's golf day sponsorship. She's also uh, involved with that organization. So I got to do a couple of uh, interviews with her and just spend some time with her. She's super inspirational to be able to be, you know, one of the first ladies to play on the men's tour in an event to shooting 59 to all the majors she won to retiring. But then guess what? She comes back and she's still winning. It's, it's wild that whole career and that timeline that she has, but she's super super inspirational. So I think that's who I'd pick as my number one. I love that. How about place you'd most like to either visit or go back to and play golf? Ooh. And I'll give I, you both if you want them. Oh, I want both. Give me both. Okay. Um, yeah. I really want to go to Augusta. Like that is just time. I, I should have put that off the table. Are you talking about to play or just to be there? Have you not been to Augusta both. at all? Okay. Both. I'm an LPGA uh, member, so I can go out there and for free to go watch during the Masters. But like, how much fun is that to do that alone, right? Like, yeah. I can bring like my dad or something. So it'd be super cool to be able to do that, um, and just to even go out there and play. I don't know what I have to do to do it, but I will. I will do things. <laughs> yeah, let me know. I'll do the same things. Yeah. Maybe. Car <laughs> do I have to wash? Yeah. Do I have to scrub down? I'll do it. <laughs> And how about a place you've played before that you'd love to go back to? I've had the pleasure to play twice Cypress Point, and that place is unreal. It's unreal. I got to play it in college with some teammates, and that was uh, a super cool experience. But then to be able to do it at 7 a.m., first one off by myself with my dad, that was that hands down probably one of the best experiences of my life. So that and then the granddaddy, right? Yeah. And the granddaddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My dad out to the granddaddy so that can be my new favorite memory <laughs> there you go uh hey kim i really appreciate all the time you spent with me today and then sharing some thoughts on golf i love that the 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 bridge between men's and women's is getting tighter and tighter in the space uh, i'm thrilled that my wife has expressed any interest at all in, in new products so i'll have love to keep you updated on what she plans to do the 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 door's wide open for her so it's <laughs> nice to spend my money on something other than my own golf clubs so. <laughs> i'd love to see it like more women in the game that is exactly what i think this game needs and it's happening already we see it in statistics so that's super exciting to hear do you have any questions for me today or any final thoughts from some emotional granddaddy members of the past, or maybe one host of a prediction show you just really want to lay into anything like that? Well, you know, Dan, we, I heard you guys started bringing back, is it an ass cap? That's someone from the past. Cause I know Chris is going to be with 2023. Yep. Um, I'd love to hear your 32nd pitch about why you deserve 2024. Why I deserve it? Oh, man. Well, it's been seven long years since THP last raised the belt. 
Uh, I sat comfortably and confidently on the uh, back patio of the hideaway, just taking in the subtle tears of Callaway employees while I walked away with their belt. And it would it would bring me great joy to return that experience to them. That was great. Honestly, <laughs> I, I feel like you've had that in your back pocket for a minute, but I'm going to go ahead and give you props for that on the spot. Okay. That's the first time someone asked me about an ass cap spot. Usually someone says, do you want to go back and play? And, and the answer is I'd, I'd hate to, to not win again so that Finley has something to put on my back, you know, cause I, I prefer having that in my pocket on mm. him since he's got so many, so, so many wins in his, in, under his belt, you know? I just like that I'm the one he didn't and he can know that he better listen to this so he can know that <laughs> he has illustrious career, but yes. worth it and what you did to put a little bump in that road. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kim, thanks again. Uh, we always appreciate this connection between Callaway and THP. Um, looking forward to what's coming next for you guys and uh, hopefully we can get you on again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Hey, if you guys are golfing this weekend, have a great time. Make it count. Go in the mornings because I hear sweep and do is pretty fun. Um, and if your wife is talking about new equipment, check out Reba from Callaway. It looks pretty awesome. And I'm going to do the same. See you guys next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.